The following is a presentation of ComedyVoices.com. Hey guys, we have a very special We Know Nothing episode with one of my favorite comedians ever, Joe Mackey, and then a very special surprise celebrity guest to serenade you. Stay tuned. You need something to get you through the workday? Well, good, because we've got a place for that. Check out ComedyVoices.com for the comedy podcasts that'll turn your daily grind into a marathon of laughs. Stand Up Labs and UCB Comedy lead the way with an array of shows that'll fill all your comedy needs. It's ComedyVoices.com, powered by digital media. Coming to you from the top of the Stand Up New York Comedy Club, this is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by ComedyVoices.com. Find your voice. We know nothing, we know nothing, we know nothing, we know nothing, we know nothing. So give us a call, we'll give it our all, cause if there's one thing we know, we gotta pick up the phone. We know nothing, but we'll try. Hello, and welcome to a very special holiday, We Know Nothing. I am joined by the fantastic... (laughs) Phil. Ooh, open with a slur almost. <laughs> Phil Hanley. Hi, Anya. Looking great. Checkered Happy shirt. holidays. Thank you. Season's greetings. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. And Sam Morell. Um. Not one fucking adjective. <laughs> you can't give me one fucking adjective. Uh, you look great. You're in a Phil Hanley down yeah, shirt. It looks good. Feeling good about it. Got a haircut. Got a haircut. Hair looks nice, Sam. And, Thanks. And one of my all-time it, favorite guests. All-time favorite. America's sweetheart, Mr. Joe Mackey, everybody. Hello, America. <laughs> oh, it's me. So arrogant. Yeah, that it's did, me. I'm back. That came across as a little... Oh, um, God damn it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think it was that arrogant. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Have all of us celebrated Christmas at this table, or is it just the three of us? You, me, Phil, me, and Joe. Why have you celebrated Christmas? I know. My mom didn't tell me I was a Russian Jew until I was like 21 years old. Really? I guess they didn't celebrate. I mean, they didn't practice Judaism. She didn't even, she, my mom has issues, and she's listening. But she she just doesn't identify as a Jew, even though she totally is. She's like, my family did not look Jewish. They looked Take it off. completely. Take it off. Take it off. I mean, you Sorry. couldn't get more Jewish looking than my mom's mom, I think. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, I've thing. celebrated Christmas. I've done it once or twice. Well, what what yeah. was the occasion for you to celebrate Christmas? So? Well, my uh, biological father will celebrate Christmas. So we uh, I've been at his place to get a tree and everything. Oh, okay. You know? Cool. Get some wow. lasagna. So far, this is a real depressing <laughs> Christmas episode. Um, <laughs> he laughed. Uh, Joe, you must have an uplifting Christmas story. Oh yes, uh, the whole family gathers around. We eat roast beast. Uh huh. We got rid of that green fella. Oh, this is a green blend. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, okay. uh, I just, I was just having some fun with you, Phil. Oh, you're late, but no, we we celebrate Christmas. Uh, okay. Oh, a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's All what right. I picture. Like you guys are on a fire with an animal. How big? How like old? a live many... animal, like a dog. Well, uh, yeah, like a dog. And there's a there's an artificial tree. Because you're going to be <laughs> getting a new tree every year just because it's it's. The, everyone's like, "Why do you have an artificial tree?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're so much smarter that you cut down a tree every year and lug it to your house and pay more money and then have to throw it away." <laughs> oh, you're way cooler. Than the artificial our... tree is better because you kind of like put it together too. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, you put you. But there's a downside. What's that? What's that? There's no beautiful pine smell. Is it a pine? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a pine. blue fir. 
What is it? A blue fur? <laughs> what is Did someone get molested by the cookie monster <laughs> as a child? It's a blue fur. <laughs> no, it has that nice pine smell, doesn't it? Yeah. Fur? Fur tree? <laughs> well, I mean, well, we still enjoy the, the, the delicious smell of Christmas cookies at my house. So we How many okay. people, Joe, how many people at your house for Christmas? Oh, you know what really varies these days? You know, everyone's flung across the country. Uh-huh. So you never know who's going who's gonna to show up. What yeah. are you doing tonight for Christmas Day? For oh. Christmas night. Oh, for Christmas night? Oh, uh, usually it's, it's a nice time because uh, Christmas is one of those times your friends come home. Mm-hmm. So we visit a local pubbery and maybe knock back a half a beer. Nothing <laughs> 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 wrong with that. <laughs> I have a terrible memory of Christmas. Oh, my God. I didn't know what... I, I really believed... It. First of all, I went to a one-room schoolhouse on a mountain. Uh-huh. I was very sheltered as a child. Okay, because so far your Christmas sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is amazing, but... I didn't have a baby sister till I was seven, so I really like grew up on this mountain, a one-room schoolhouse, playing in the dirt with dogs, and I believed in Santa until I was 12, like 12 years old. Did the old. dogs believe in Santa? Um, probably. We had three dogs. We had five cats. And then you killed one of the dogs and <laughs> discovered Rome. <laughs> no, my dog Radio did get killed by the neighbor's greyhound. Really? Oh, really? No. Radio got killed by the neighbor's greyhound? I was feeding Lucky, my uh-huh. horse. Yeah. My pony. You had a pony? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he wasn't tame at all, and I didn't know how to ride him, and he bit my, he almost bit my mom's finger off, so he just, like, I, I was a terrible pony owner. We just left him in the backyard, and he ate poison oak. This sounds like animal abuse. Let me yeah. focus. So I was feeding Lucky the some pony? hay. Yeah. Okay. And then these two bloodhounds from next door just ran up the driveway, and my little radio... He, you can tell I love Name radio. Name the Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character? Yes. Really? Uh, no. Oh. I named him that when I was a kid because my dad was playing the radio too loud and I couldn't talk yet, so I was just like so yelling. So bloodhounds come. Anyway, yeah. I was telling a very special story about how I named him radio until I was rudely cut off by Sam. But yeah, so the bloodhounds run up, grab radio. He's just chilling out. May like, I ask what kind of dog uh, radio was? A mutt. Oh, okay. Like a little short-haired mutt. Cute, like this big. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they just, like a rag doll, just f- attacked him for no reason right in front of well, me. Well, they're called bloodhounds. I know. I know. I guess it was in their nature. I mean, I guess no, he was asking for the, it. I don't think blood uh, bloodhounds are like hunting. Like, they, they don't normally kill. You know what they were? They were actually boxers. Oh. You know those dogs? Also like, a violent name, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they killed them. And that was not Christmas. I don't know why I'm telling that story. Well, it's a nice what? Christmas. What? This tale. is the most depressing fucking hour of my life. <laughs> it's what started, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> awful. Were they, what happened? Claus. Did you tell the neighbor? Or did something go down? It you should have sucked uh, sick uh, Lucky on them. <laughs> I know. I should have. I was 10. I ran up the driveway crying. And then my Get dad. Lucky. The horse just runs away. Like, yeah. <laughs> my dad um, went down to the neighbors and said, if I ever see your dogs again, they're dead. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he's going to kill this box. Isn't that like the... Oh, like it's the, easy to kill dogs. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like the, isn't that the plot of John Wick? They kill his dog and he just goes on like a ramp <laughs> killing spree. Was it his dog? Yeah, they kill really? his dog. Wow. There's nothing like losing your dog, man. And yeah. in such a violent way. That is, that's violent. Mac and I were just talking animal deaths on the way over here because when I was in sixth grade, my mom showed up <laughs> to, my, to my school and my guinea pig had passed away, uh-huh. and she told me she knew it was going to break my heart. So she said, "Snuggles <clears throat> died in the ER today," and I broke down crying right outside my school. Wait, what kind of animal was it? A guinea pig. Oh no! How A good that- guinea pig. Did you rescue? And it? he's fucking dead. Did you rescue it or did you name it Snuggles? Uh, I just 
God, fell fuck. No, I think that's a pertinent part of the story. I would like to. I would like to hear that Sam named his guinea pig Snuggles. I named. I named Snuggles. Oh, cool. He was snuggly. Yeah. He 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 responded well to the name. Uh huh. Okay. Joe, you don't have a depressing pet story, do you? For oh, well, how we, got, how we got on this, the subject was um, I was telling Sam about a joke idea I had about some guy at a bar wanted to fight me, and I didn't want to fight him. He's like, why don't you want to fight me? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of reasons. Like, how about a few years back, I cried when my parakeet died. Like, that's why I don't want to get in fights. <laughs> I shouldn't be getting in fights with anybody. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we got in the subject. Of- and Joe had a parakeet that died, and it was, and I didn't know parakeets, like, they sing to you. Mm-hmm. They talk to you. They're your best friend They're- in high school in some situations. Sorry, Joe. <sighs> we, Phil, we, we, you know, we, we're trying to make the guests feel welcome here, and you have a really, really snobby How did it die? Uh, how did it die? Oh, uh, I, well, I've had four. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Have you had uh, them since you moved into uh, New Jersey? No, and the, the trouble is uh, the apartments are too drafty. You uh, can't have, like, a, you need to have a bigger bird because there's just not enough. There's nothing to parakeets. Oh, okay. They weigh as much as two quarters in an envelope. <laughs> yeah. Is that, you know, is that an, a parakeet expression? Uh, that's a joke. That's oh, a joke, Mackie. Uh, oh, okay. But, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, they, they uh, die of different reasons. Uh, one had... Uh, 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 a giant tumor that we had. To, they're like, well, we can, we can. T- it was on its wing. And they're like, we could take that. We should have named, named him Ted. We should have named him Ted Kennedy. Because Ted Kennedy. Why didn't he crash into the? He had a tumor. It was well, a joke. Yeah. Let's let it sit for a second. Oh, oh, oh no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll Tough add, crowd here tonight on Christmas. Just you think add, be a giving laugh over on a fucking Christmas some, show, but apparently not. Add some <laughs> laughter um, in post. That's what I do. That's what I do on Joe's last comic standing. That's why I went so far. Parakeets cost like four dollars. Yeah, they're so cheap. They're so easy to take care of. Do they have personalities? Surgery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like you. Giving a parakeet that kind, putting putting a parakeet through that is too much. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, Joe? Do they uh, do they have personalities? Oh, definitely. They're very distinct. What uh, was his name? Uh, my last one was named Irish. Okay. Um, after the Notre Dame football team. Uh, no. Nice, uh, Joe. Well, well um, but uh, they 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 get to know you. They like uh, Irish would greet you whenever you walked in. Like he would chirp really loudly. He'd come over. Oh, cool. Yeah. What would he say to Phil? Uh, he'd be like, I like your Kenny Loggins beard. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, I taught him to say that. Um, Who, what, Irish, what are the other names? Uh, Fluffy, Frisky, and Bill. Bill. Oh, heavy. Bill's cool. Parents, yeah. Parents let their kids name their, their pets anything. Well, Joe was an adult when he had this on, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's why I should be getting into fights. <laughs> my mom killed both my parakeets. Oh, how so? Well, oh there was goodness. Snowball that was white, and yeah. she kept saying, because she's Russian, we have to put him by the open window. He has to be near the breeze. And meanwhile, it's winter. Oh. And uh-huh. they're like tropical fucking yeah. birds. And I was like, I don't think he has to... <laughs> For the breeze. Remember the story about how my mom left me in the snow? Yeah. Joe is well, unaware, and I don't know if Sam was I've here heard then. i the story. You have? My mom left me in you a basket in the snow. <laughs> Uh, and the cops had to show up, and she told them that I needed fresh air. I was two months old. Wow. Yeah, and, yeah. and two stories down. Were you, were you born in Russia? No, I was oh. born in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, okay. Which is where she left me, in the basket. It gets cold up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was winter. Like and a little it was baby snow. Moses. It was, in a basket. So she put Snowflake, hangs him by the window, and he froze to oh, death. And yeah. then she did the same thing to Bluebird. She was. I kept telling her, like, stop with the fresh air that's yeah. killing them. So that's how they both died, and well, it was I'm painful. Sorry. Very painful. Yeah. 
But the guinea pig story brings up how I found out there was no Santa. What, what, why is that? Because Santa Claus gave me a hamster. And about two or three <laughs> months after Santa gave me this hamster, Roxy, I was in my dad's car looking for something. I looked in the trunk and I see tons of hamster shavings, like from the bag. And that's and how you like, found out you live next what? to Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta laugh at Chris, the engineer. Yeah. Um, so I walk inside and I'm just like, I felt like Clint Eastwood. I was just like, this is it. This is the moment. I've been fucking asking my dad for a year if this is true or not. And uh-huh. he's been lying to me. And I go, Pop, I gotta know. Is that is? Did Santa Claus give me this hamster or not? And he was like, yes, he did. And I go, then how come I found these in your trunk? And I have like a fistful of shavings. Uh-huh. And he goes, okay. Did you call him punk? <laughs> yeah. He's like, Anya, I've been running a hamster trafficking business for a long time out of my trunk. There's about 40 hamsters dead in there right now. Oh and that's how your dad served hard time in federal. <laughs> and then he gave me like a sweet sort of answer about like, you're right, there is no such thing as a literal Santa Claus, but the miracle of Santa Claus exists all over the world, and that is true. Uh-huh. I just I had that conversation with Joe earlier. Oh, really? It was a miracle of Santa. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was. It's time for me to. This is a morose learn. episode. I don't right. like this. Hanley's right. cutting those legs. Mackie, Mackie's talking about parakeets. I'm just talking about how there's fucking hamsters going around. I didn't know we were going like... to get into all this death. Let's restart the episode right <laughs> now. Let's take an email because it's getting too depressing for me. We got so many great emails, guys. Um, well, keep them coming. We also need to catch up about where we've all been. I was on tour. I don't know what you guys have been doing the last. I haven't seen you in a while. I was in Bermuda. Oh, yeah. How was that? Let's just say the uh, Poon Doctor was in <laughs> session. <laughs> That's my what new nickname, the Poon Doctor. That no, means I don't know. You I, got I, lucky? I, I, no, I have a girlfriend. I can get lucky. I uh, thought maybe she showed up. Yeah, she showed up in Bermuda. <laughs> one night in Bermuda, surprise. Anya, here's what happened. I'm doing my Italian character with this story. Let me tell you something. I'm in Bermuda, right? No. Right. Oh, by the way, they're very sensitive over there. Uh, the crowds were great, though. Like, but the people on like radio were super sensitive. And uh, I'm backstage. There's, there's no security. It's like a huge resort uh, at the Fairmont in Bermuda. And um, there's a guy. He's fucking wasted just backstage. And he's like, I'm part of security. I'm like, well, that's not a good thing because you're scaring me a lot. And he was like, no, no, I'm part of security, man. He asked the woman, Kim Whitley, who's like the main uh, headliner of the show. She's like big in Bermuda. She was in like the movie Next Friday. She does a lot of like voices and stuff. She's, she was funny. She was good. Uh-huh. And she, uh, he asked her to sit on his face. Oh, no. And I'm like, you're the security guard, are you? <laughs> and she was like, she was hilarious about it. She was like, oh, boy, hell no. She just starts like yelling at him. Chinese. Like, mm, She's Chinese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm, 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 mm. Let me do this impression a few moments. This is where we but, cut uh, the episode. So, uh, so already he's making people uncomfortable. I'm working with another comic, uh, Ida Rodriguez, who's really cool. And, and we're uh, backstage. He starts kind of like hitting on her, and I'm kind of like, Dude, what are you doing? And then he's telling me how much like, he loves me and stuff. He's like, please, just like, can we just hang out? I have $1,000. I'll drink you out. And I'm like, you don't need $1,000 to drink me out. I mean, like 50 bucks, I'll be pretty good. And he was like going on and on. He's like, just come to my apartment. And I was like, not going to do that. He's like, please just come Poon to my doctor apartment. Doctor in session. <laughs> the Poon Doctor. <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you about a nickname I made for myself a few days after this. But he... Um, is like he follows me in my hotel room. I'm trying to get away from him. He follows me. So and I'm like, dude, leave me alone. Leave me alone. He was like, he was like, no. 
Wow. So I'm kind of like, you're the security guard. I found out later he was not the security guard. Oh, really? So I had to like yell at him. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone, dude. And he was like, hey, hey, hey. And he like ran away. Uh-huh. I just went to my room to get a marker to sign CDs after the show. Yeah. And I come back and he's just like, finally he left. But he was like, he was a problem. As I'm selling CDs, the guy comes out and claims he's going to shoot everyone up. There was some weird people down there. This wow. sounds horrible. Yeah. The crowd was great, though. <laughs> Wait, was the, was the security guard person lonely? Why was he... He was wasted. So he just wanted a drinking buddy. I guess. What do you think's up with that, Joe? I think there's a lot of lonely people at Sam's shows that are disturbed. <laughs> and there probably should be some real security because Sam's pretty gullible, apparently, about who's the security guard. This guy's my security guard. <laughs> so why were you spooning with him? I'm like, he said he was security. <laughs> you know? Where have you been, Phil? Uh, where have I been? I've been... Um I don't know. I've been new a lot of New York City. I've been here a lot. Oh yeah, a lot of comedy yeah. shows. Yeah, a lot of comedy shows. I performed on Thanksgiving. Did you perform? Were you there on Thanksgiving? No. Which night did we go out drinking together? Oh yeah, I had a couple cocktails. We tied one yeah. uh, They don't yeah. remember. Do you guys uh, invite Joe Mackey over for these things? Uh, Joe would have a standing uh, invitation, but I think Joe was away. Oh yeah, I went. To, I went home for Thanksgiving. Oh right, it was around Thanksgiving. I did. I was at. I had a Thanksgiving dinner at the Comedy Cellar, and then I did a performance there. And then I think the next night, or it was that night, uh, Young Sam and I went out for a couple of drinks. That's right. You guys are worker bees. Joe and I care about family a little more than yeah. We well, have I more saw my balanced. family. I saw my family earlier on. That's yeah. a nice tribe. A more yeah. balanced life. Yeah, what yeah. Else, what I feel I like my about, priorities. Are I care about knowing where my friends are from, and I'm from Canada, and we don't celebrate Thanksgiving at the same That's time. That's right. That's so, right. But I knew you were with your family because you're American and you celebrate American. They do celebrate. They have oh, the mongoose. Because I thought you got. I thought you got a green card. And that I do, I do, I do have my green card. Oh, but on your reference family, my whole family didn't get a green card. <clears throat> oh, okay, because you're not thankful then. I'm very thankful. Okay, okay. That's why I went out. You, with, sound, you sound a little self entitled. That's why I went out for a drink with my only American friend, Sam. Oh, yeah, that's good. And, yeah. Yeah. Only American friend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ouch. no. Uh, this is a snippy no. episode so far. No, uh, yeah. So I went out for a drink. But let's. Uh, should we do an email? Yeah, let's. This is from an anonymous woman. Dear, we know nothing. Mm-hmm. Man, one of my girlfriends slept with a man I love so much, it hurts. He's not so great, but I like to believe he cares. When we're together, I feel like we're on fire and the world is ours. And I know he slept with a fan while we were apart, but we live in different parts of the country, so I get it. She said she didn't, she said, okay, her friend said she did it to prove to me that he wasn't loyal to me, but neither is she. Can she say anything to him? Oh, wait. Can I say anything to him, or will that make me seem crazy? Help. Well, oh. I think the line, world on fire, makes you seem crazy. <laughs> We're breaking that down. But, uh, no, Why? I mean, look, they, have, they have a lot of chemistry. Passion. I'm kidding around. But, look, that's, yeah, she, your friend is a piece of shit. Don't be friends with this person. She could approve he's, he's unfaithful by telling her. Rather than just fucking him. Than seducing him. Yeah. yeah. So let me get this straight. So she, they're a couple? They're not official, it sounds like, because they live on other parts of, in other parts of the country, and he slept with a fan. She loves him. She says, he's not so great, but I like to believe he cares. Sounds like a casual relationship. I don't, okay. think, he, I don't think he does care. I think you believe he cares because you, you want to think that he cares. But if he cared... This is painful. Yeah, I'm sorry. To, I, I mean, look, there's not... like I take no pleasure in this. Right. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> You want to see me take pleasure? Be killing Joe Mackey one on one for the U.S. Heavyweight Title, twenty five for Colts. No, because I thought you'd be having sex with that uh, security guard. Yeah, <laughs> or Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffy. 
I'm glad Irish died. <laughs> oh my God, poor wow. Irish. I, oh, a joke's wow. a joke, but wow. Wow. Yeah. too far. You crossed yeah. the line, you dog. You did cross the line. I thought I crossed the line. But was then, Irish green? Uh, no, he was he was blue. It just yeah, when they found him. <laughs> yeah. I like the I like the. Ex- Let's go back so to the sorry. email. Let's go back to the email. I can't believe you're encouraging. I slept with your boyfriend to help you. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the logic. Okay, so can get the, rid of this friend. Can this I clarify? So yes. she so she liked this guy. Her friend knows that she likes this guy and then slept. Yeah, that's that's not. A, it, both people are to blame there. Here's where the yeah. friend. Here's what the friend's doing. The friend's saying, um, okay. You won't listen to me. Uh huh. I that see. This guy's a piece of shit. That's where I think she's coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you he's a piece of shit. Well, here's what if she doesn't listen to you, then she doesn't listen to you. You don't do that, which she did. Right. I think you're being generous with the friend. I think she's selfish and felt like having sex with this guy and had sex with the guy. Bingo. And, and I don't think she's a good friend. And I think she would do it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's. Can you imagine if someone, your friend likes the person, even if the person is, even if it was the difference between if he didn't hook up with her, he'd just meet someone else or whatever, even right. if he's like really promiscuous and do it. But to do that to your friend, like that's going to, it hurt, that would hurt anyways. Right. But then to know your friend had like mm-hmm. bang some dude that you like, that's just crazy. Yeah, like say you were dating someone and your only American friend, Sam Warrill, <laughs> had Skull. intercourse with her. I mean, that would be just devastating. I mean, really? Yeah, it would be, that? Well, I'd feel so bad for the girl. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. That's why I'd rescue it <laughs> from a lifetime of Canadian oppression. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a bad friend, and the guy is a bad for you. I mean, the guy yeah, is that's not all healthy. kinds of wrong for you. I mean, a lot of times you'll. This sounds like this girl. It sounds like she's living a fantasy a little bit. Yeah, a it's little a long, bit of delusion it, is going on here, which yeah, I delusion. completely ad- identify with. It's uh, it's. <laughs> well, I think we everyone can. Do what yeah. might I recommend? A few Anya Marina CDs for this girl. Oh. Uh, but. Here's the thing. Hey, it's man. like it's a long distance relationship. The guy does not, which is already very difficult. <laughs> and then you throw in the fact that it's not exclusive, right? And then it sounds like she's. This is not a relationship. Like that's long distance and not exclusive. Like that's like it's a, not. It's a it's a hookup at best. Yeah. And, and on top of that, it seems like she's has different expect. I mean, obviously, has different expectations than what he has. Well, let's answer her question. Okay. <clears throat> I think what she's saying is, look, I'm in a casual relationship. I get it. I know he sleeps around. This terrible thing happened where my f- so-called friend slept with him to prove to me that he's not loyal, yeah. which I Ugh. kind of knew, <clears throat> and neither is my friend. But should I say anything to him, or will that make me seem crazy? I'd stop calling that person your friend, first and foremost. Yeah. This, she, it sounds just an excuse. She that, just wants to know if she should tell the guy, hey, oh. I know you slept with my friend, my so-called friend. Let's just call I, her I Gina. Know, why the, would that make her seem crazy? I don't even understand right. that. No. I don't understand that either. No, but I, I don't know what the point would like be. women are sort of like socialized to I, be like, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to make him mad. So she's like worried about making this guy mad. Uh, where I don't really think that's an issue. You can just bring it up and be like, hey, I know we're not exclusive. I heard you slept with Gina. What's up with that? Sometimes I think people are like, they think that they're, no, it's cool just to not worry about it, but it really upsets them. Yeah. It's like, there's I, nothing cool about except, like, that's, that, that, would, that would be crazy to accept that. This, you gotta, I think you gotta well, well, say <clears throat> the question one more time. Should I say anything oh. to him, or no, will I that make me seem crazy? If you want to say anything, <laughs> but I think you either give him an ultimatum <laughs> and you say either we're exclusive or we're not talking anymore. This is not this is not healthy. Don't it, waste your time. He's not gonna be. Yeah, exclusive. I mean, Phil's probably say right. bye. You don't bye say bye. anything. Just don't hang even, out. With, just don't allow him to treat you like that. Even if right. you're not exclusive, like 
having sex with your friend is kind of yeah kind of a faux pas i would say yeah there's not a but also not a human in the world that would accept that but also that situation like the hookup if it goes on long enough someone's gonna get burned usually yeah someone's gonna catch someone and she 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 seems to feel more about this relationship than than he does yeah i think if it's gonna continue as a casual thing you you have to bring it up in some way like look i know that we're both sleeping with other people uh, no friends and relatives. <laughs> if you want to continue having an open relationship, which it sounds like you're kind of okay with because of the geography, I mean, and the fact that you're not committed, he's not committed, you seem to be kind of okay with it. Maybe you can establish some ground rules, like, hey, please don't sleep with my girlfriends. And he'll say, of course, <laughs> and then he'll. I'm sure he wouldn't pass up an opportunity. Yeah, I By think the, the way, fact that you're hurt about this shows that you want a monogamous thing with him. Yeah, and, and probably this is it. probably not the person yeah. to do it with. But op- yeah. open relationships, I think guys who enter those always get burned. Like, what kind of fucking confidence do you have to have as a guy to be like, yes, I'll do an open relationship, and then think you're going to be okay with it when you're sleeping next to this woman and her phone starts vibrating at 2.30 in the morning being like, sup? Yeah, so poon doctor on the line. Yeah, the poon doctor. You missed your appointment. Poon doctor. <laughs> Looks like we got to reschedule because it wasn't 24 hours notice cancellation. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you, I've, I've known guys who have done this. The girl, obvious, women have more options than men. It's just, an, it's obvious. You're going to get burned. And I, and call me old-fashioned, but I, I'm monogamous when it comes to relationships. I don't believe... I've, I know people who do it, but I don't believe. Anytime you're quoting the animal kingdom on how, look, it's not natural, oh, man. Oh, God. That, That's when you, they like, always do that. They're like, yeah. And then, and then yeah. Let's just penguins what, don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, penguins. It's they a shit outside. Animal. They also <laughs> shit outside. You guys are saying that you're totally monogamous? When it comes to a relationship, I'm monogamous. When I'm on a relationship, the poon doctor is in session all night long. Okay, so devil's advocate, she's not yet in a relationship with this person. They're, right. They're, no, but she sounds like she wants to be. And he doesn't sound... It, it, it's one thing to be in an open relationship, but it's like, there's no way it wouldn't cross someone's mind to sleep with someone's friend. Like, there's no way where you're not like, ooh, this is really going to sting. Yeah. You shouldn't sleep with someone's friend. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. They should have either discussed it beforehand or maybe now this is a perfect excuse to end it and not discuss it. Like you said, maybe just yeah. part part ways because this is a deal breaker for her. Uh, it sounds I, like. Yeah, I don't think. I, I th- we know nothing. I'm listening to our advice and we literally know so nothing. No, I think it's a disclaimer. No, I don't. I, I, think, I mean, I'm talking about myself. I keep no, waffling. I think we know from personal experience that we wouldn't be cool with someone sleeping with someone's friend. And we also know from personal experience that someone that would do that is probably not a solid citizen and someone that you want to be in a relationship with. Yeah. I look look how Canadian he gets a solid citizen. Yeah. He's so cocky that he's American now. Yeah. What about, should we keep going? I have another interesting one. And then right. we have a very special guest. Okay. Uh, have you ever been with someone who suffers from, quote, Catholic guilt in the bedroom? How did you deal with that? Until you said bedroom, I was going to say, look to my right. <laughs> Joe Mackey. <laughs> uh, Sam, you're so funny. You're really, you're really funny. Catholic guilt in the bedroom. How did you deal with that or... If not, how would you, you approach it? Can, yeah, Catholic what, be more specific. Love yeah. the podcast. Look forward to you all possibly performing in the Providence area sometime soon. And he asked to be anonymous because I guess you insulted him last time, Sam. So what did he, what, I insulted I'm, him? Wow. I'll tell you off the air. But well, you I want yeah. to see. I yeah. know. I just what did I to, say to him? I think you called him a child molester. Did I? Yeah. But anyway, wow, just with based on his name. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Oh, that's, that's the definition of Catholic guilt right there. <laughs> 
Uh, I guess this. I I did. I do remember Nikki Glazer asking me, "Would you rather date a guy who had a cross above his bed or a scale in his bathroom?" Which I think is a great, great beginning for a joke that she's yeah. working on. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd rather date a guy who had a scale in his bathroom. Ooh, but she would really? rather date a guy who. It's just a little, like right above the bed, across. What about both? Like if you have a scale. <laughs> I actually and- did. Oh, let's see. I did. I dated a guy that had a cross above the bed and a scale in the bathroom. Who has a, who has a room for a scale in their apartment in New York? That's a good point. That's a point. nice place. So yeah. maybe go with that guy. I okay. So what? Can, what? What? Uh, just because? Uh, what's Catholic guilt in the bedroom? Um, feeling shame about your body or having sex before marriage or having sex at all. Well, that he just said Catholic guilt. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what he means. Oh, but really? I'm so, just, bo- I mean, I'm, body shame. Who doesn't have body shame? A little bit. Well, I, I think I mean, people. I mean, Phil yeah, obviously I'm all, has I'm, none. I'm tatted up, <laughs> ripped. I don't know. I mean, body I don't know. jewelry. Um, <clears throat> body jewelry. I, think that, <laughs> I have like body. I like. I like. Sometimes I like. I have like. I have like a body uh, lack of awareness where like I'll be like I remember I was watching that movie Crazy Stupid Love you know that movie with like Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling with my girlfriend oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. one scene where Ryan Gosling shirtly, shirtless and he's like got a six pack I'm like I-, I told her I'm like I should do that and she just started laughing her ass off she's like yeah like you're gonna fucking do that so I'm like I have like I wouldn't call it body shame but like maybe like there's like a lack of awareness so I'm like yeah I could, I'll just turn that on someday you know what do you mean do that like, like just get ripped you know oh oh like achieve his body I yeah, thought you yeah, might yeah. like take your shirt off like Sammy that. you're strong though you're you're like I'm uh, misleading. Here we go. Yeah, he really Here is. Here we go. He is. He is. <laughs> he tried. He tried to go behind me once, and I pulled a little box out move on him. He was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, "Wow, you're like half as strong as me, but that's still really strong." Um, Anya, I don't have any Catholic shame. I've just dated people that do a little bit. And what? So how did it? Like how did immediately it when sex is over, there's like a running to the bathroom to like. Clean everything up. Uh huh. It's like relax. Ooh, messy sex. A- Tell us about that. <laughs> no, you know. I'm joking. Y- uh, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, Joe. if there's a dirty bathroom, I do want to get on that. <laughs> I want to leave that dirty. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I know. I know what you mean. It's like uh, you, you feel guilt dirt. about. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's really body like a body image issue. It's just that. I don't know, you just feel like you shouldn't do certain things, and if you do do them, uh, you don't necessarily feel good about yourself after it, and I could see how yeah. someone who's not feeling that perspective could could feel like it's them, yeah. when it may, it might not be. So you kill her to make sure no one finds out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, this is what I, this, can I say? Where are you this, hiding them? This is what... Where are the bodies? This is what Maggie I the Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> With the parakeets. This is what I... <laughs> 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 This is what I think. I've never seen Maggie look less amused. By oh, I'm so Joe. I adore you. I really do. I don't know why Sam says those mean things, but I say them because I love you. Oh, it's it's jealousy. <laughs> no, I I think that yeah. I mean, if someone has uh, these um, Catholic Issues? guilt, that's that's too bad. But I think that if you're in in a comfortable relationship and a monogamous relationship, I would assume that you could work towards both people feeling really comfortable. That could be something that you could work towards. But if it's like, if the person's like, nah, I'm going to feel like this and not want to do this and not want to do that forever, yeah. then that might be something that would lead towards possibly a deal breaker. Because it, if, it, if you thought you weren't going to be satisfied with that person. But if you were like, well, let's work towards you know being more uh, loose and free in the boudoir, 
yeah then then that then that could i would definitely stay with the person but you maybe talk to them and be like hey it'd be great if we were a little more comfortable with each other how can we achieve I agree. that maybe we shouldn't blame the catholic church i am thinking yeah. back yeah. to yeah. my no, well, i've never heard that expression too. i feel like it's all you i think a lot of people have that blaming the catholic church yeah yeah it's not just like here's another thing you can read about this in my new memoir catholic guilt more like it's confucius um, I, no, I think so. No, the only reason I called it Catholic guilt was just just because it pertained to the email. That's what yeah, I called no, it. Yeah, no, I agree. But I don't think it's associated with any. Uh, I'm trying to religious. think back to how how many years yeah. I tried. To, well, how many years I tried to say like, just forget about the washcloth. Just r- relax. Come back to bed. Don't that you don't have to like come up like what is this cleaning up the scene of the crime thing? Uh-huh. And it just You're never about that messy yeah, session. It again? never got through. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was always, and that was his own deep-seated issue, mm-hmm. and nothing Ugh. I could do really. Is there anything grosser than a, like a really clean man? I mean, you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Because yes. I think a lot of girls don't want to like have the like when it's over, you don't want it to ever. Let's like wipe away the evidence of everything. Yes. Uh-huh. You just Anal, wanna, like obviously. Right? Just I mean, you just okay. want to like lay there in repose. <laughs> Yes, we repose. And guys, a lot of times, I don't know about guys. I mean, I've only had I like to like, seven Catholic I like Catholic to live in the friends. moment. I like to keep it messy. I like to stay inside her for a few extra minutes. Okay. All right. I like <laughs> to say, baby, yeah. when I'm inside you, it's like the world is spinning and it's only us two. Yeah. And we, then I say, wow, and then I, I would have to singing, clean up after Imagine me and you and you and me. I start singing that in her face. This is a great uh, podcast that should be titled Why You Shouldn't Have Sex with Sam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in, in, in brackets, we know something. I feel, I feel like Sam would be really fun. Thank you. Anya. Yo, go, you should have the pipe. He's got Finally no puts it out there. Finally. Well, he's not clean. Yeah. Anyway, what is our yeah, advice for this, nice, for this nice man? He's dealing with somebody who is dating someone with Catholic guilt. How do you deal with that? Oh, so she is it? He's a dating a man. I or think a woman? it's a that was an anonymous man. I think I'm not positive. An anonymous man who is, is dating, dating a, a Catholic wo- a woman or a yeah, man I guess a Catholic woman. I don't know. You can't change people. You know they're going to be how they are. It, all you can do is communicate. Yep. A famous rapper once said that he wants a lady in the street but a freak in a bed, and I just... Uh, I, Mackie, I didn't know you were I just rapper. can't agree with it less. Uh, well, that was uh, a couple years I haven't done in a while. <laughs> I want... <laughs> since, my, since, my, since my parakeet died. Here's the, here's the point of that, though. It's like a lot of guys, they want like they want this like really like well-behaved woman out yeah. in public and then behind closed doors they want her to be, you know, whatever. And it's like, you, you, it's not always like that, you know? Sometimes a woman will surprise you early on. You're just like, where are you putting your thumb? And you're like, all right, this is going somewhere. This is fun. Yeah. But sometimes... I didn't mean to agree with that. The way you said yes sounded like... I didn't mean to agree with that. I was just trying to speed Sam along. I was No, I was just looking right at Phil. I know what he's doing. (laughs) He's like, where are you putting that vibrating egg? And Phil's like, yes, do it. Do it! Okay. Um, What were we talking about again? Let me say... My guest is like regretting that she I feel like I'm repeating myself. But I thought... So (laughs) if he really likes this girl and there's something that he feels... uh, yeah, I think he should talk to her and be like, hey, maybe we should, yeah, 
get a little more uh, comfortable in the in the bedroom. Like I said, okay. I think he just needs to talk to her. But if he really likes her, then that shouldn't be it. Shouldn't be like a deal breaker because maybe she just needed a little bit of encouragement. Yeah, and to know how much he really cares. I Give her a pat on the back and say, "Get out there, kid." Yeah, Let's do maybe anal. she needs to know not everyone's like Sam. All right, yeah. it sounds like maybe she has some inhibitions. Inhibitions. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to say that word earlier. Okay, good. Blame your dyslexia again, Phil. That makes sense. In this well, scenario. I mean, if you know anything about dyslexia. <laughs> Let's change gears right here. Okay, I have a very special Christmas gift for you guys and Hanukkah gift for Sam. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do you do you celebrate Hanukkah? I do. Okay, good. You mean the Festival of Lights? Yes, Hanukkah, I do. Hanukkah, come light the menorah. I could sing that song. So I would like to invite her over here to get situated. I brought a special something for her. I want to welcome to the podcast a woman I met a couple years ago in Tulum, Mexico. She's one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Miss Louise Golfin. Yay, Louise. Hi. You didn't tell me this was such a sexy program. I know. It's an advice podcast. These guys are very famous comedians. Yeah. Doing pretty well over here. so nice of you to fill in Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked she thinks this is sexy. I'm I'm flattered. Sometimes we talk about dating, which you and I have talked about at length. Sometimes we talk, give advice to people. Which you've done for me many a time. Louise has only ever known me as an anxious, neurotic, single lady. No, you ask good questions. You you ask the right questions. I look at you for advice, too. Listen to Anya. <laughs> you think? We do. Don't do as she does. Just listen to what she said. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully. I guess I got to keep up the therapy. I had my first therapy session in like five weeks. Today? No, like uh, last week. It, was, it went all right. It went all right. I feel like I'm letting letting her down. It's a messy you're, game. You're a therapist. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Yes. Of I course. don't. I don't. Really? Never. I, I'm over that. Really? Life life is too short to to be second guessing what happened a second ago. That's true. That's probably good advice. Louise knows. Louise, you've been married. You've had two children too. Still do. You have a dog <laughs> or two? Do you have two dogs? I have one dog who tore an ACL. Completely and is limping around. Ooh, keep him oh, away that. from bloodhounds. <laughs> Did you hear my story about my dog that got killed? Oh, I good. don't, don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> dog, sorry. Um, I went to go see the Broadway musical Beautiful with Louise, which is about her parents, Carol King and Gary. You were such Ger- a good person to bring. I saw it too. I, loved I it. wept through the entire. Jesse Miller was that the thing. star of it? She, yeah, she was Jesse wonderful. Mueller. Mueller. Yes, she was so good. But now Shalina is is in it, and oh, she really? does great too. Yeah, who just performed in Washington D.C. Uh, I just got back from Washington because there was a, a Kennedy Center honorees of five people. My mother was one of them: George Lucas, Cicely Tyson, wow. Rita Moreno. Oh, West, from Side West Side Story. Story. Sure. I like I want to be in America. Uh, everything I want to free be in, in America. America. I want to do something Mackie in America. Okay. Uh, and say, yeah, and say, <laughs> Ozawa, the conductor, he was amazing. Wait, so what, who were they honoring? They were honoring the every year. They honor five people, and they do a big CBS show, and it's a major, major thing that's at the White House. You, oh my God! We got our picture taken with the press. You met oh, cool. Obama. I had my arm around him. <laughs> how was it? How was he? Did how? you just like, like get to chat for a second? Uh, only long enough to, for him to say, "You need to get on this side of me." <laughs> oh really? <laughs> for the pick. Why did he say that? Because half half were going on one side. We were lining oh. up for the photo. What's does he have magnetism like sexual animal magnetism? 
It always comes back to sex with you. Sorry. Yeah. I have to know. He nice. seems like, like Clinton seems like 100% yes, that guy's got game. And Obama, I don't know. He's charismatic and yeah. He, he, he's, yeah, he stays cool. He stays even keeled. He does stay cool. Yeah. God, I love him. Yes. Okay, so Louise, what advice can you give all of us? I didn't know I was here for advice. Uh, well, listen do, listen to emails. listen to George yeah. Carlin's Class Clown record. Uh, that's a, that is that's great, a advice. Classic, great advice. That's my I, advice. I, you know what bit I love in that that you know, is where he talks about how he, he used to do like really silly material, and he talks about how mice don't have shoulders. <laughs> Here's a funny, <laughs> like the weirdest premise ever. How mice don't have shoulders. <laughs> Such a funny angle to me. Uh, yeah, let's do an email. Here's a funny email uh, from an anonymous male. Uh, worst holiday. My parents decided to get a divorce on the evening of December 23rd, 1978. Christmas Eve morning, they sat me and my brother down to break the news. I was 12. My brother was 16. It was tensely quiet when the four of us took turns opening presents at Christmas morning. My dad got my mom two gifts. The first was an expensive Seiko watch. The second was the book, So You Want a Divorce by Daniel W. Oh Gibney. That's who, it. Who, just, who gave the book to her? The dad. Can I make an observation? Isn't it weird? It's such a lesson in expectations that people's Christmas stories are always really depressing because people have such high expectations that it's going to be such a joyous day. Yeah. Right. Don't you think? Because all your stories about the dead animal, right? <laughs> yeah. At the beginning. So that, that it's just weird that when people have high expectations, but that is, that's quite sad. I know. Do you think the dad is trying to be funny with that gift? Or uh, maybe he's trying to like, it's some dark humor? Maybe lighten the mood and then yeah. get the divorce? Uh, How did he get it on Christmas Eve? What do you mean? It's hard to find a <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> oh, oh, right, yeah. So if they broke, I, 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 and I've probably told this story on a podcast before, but uh, I had a breakup on, I think it was like the twentieth second or something like that. Uh, yeah, on the road, she was supposed to come and have Christmas with my family. I was in Regina. Uh, Canada Canada oh, I thought that was something get else your, I was trying to say get your mind out of the gutter and, Louise uh, <laughs> yeah it, yeah, it's a bomber Christmas breakups are a bomber but I can't imagine your parents getting divorced the night they before. say most breakups occur at the end of the year and right around Valentine's yeah. Day you know what I think it's, it's, like right? it, it's like when you fire someone on a Friday because you don't want them to come back and shoot up the office I think that's why you like break oh, yeah. up at the end of the year because it's like that it's like a clean slate almost it's, it's uh, cheaper for your taxes you get a tax write off right. for the alimony I don't know is it I have no no idea. Be. I'm making this up. Can you, you wanna, share anything about any of your school. breakups ever? Wow, this is really <laughs> uplifting. <laughs> Have you ever? What was your best holiday memory, Louise? I was going to say one of the. Uh, I, I don't know if it's my best Christmas, but uh, a really memorable Christmas was when I was 24 years old. I went to London on a 10 day trip at the beginning of December, and it was one of the rare occasions where it snows maybe not after global warming but it was snowy and i thought well what well, why, why do i want to go home i really don't have anything to go home to and i'll just stay and i ended up staying 10 years but that first christmas <laughs> yes i went for 10 days i stayed for 10 years but i i ended up coming up to christmas and uh you know i think my boyfriend and I were probably on the way out around that time anyway. We weren't really broken up, but it was kind of falling apart slowly, and we were in different, going in different directions. Uh, and I just, I just stayed, and then it was Christmas Day, and I knew nobody, and I just, I, it was like a, a spiritual, quiet reassessment. Mm. 
Uh, and I stayed through till New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, I thought, I usually party. I have nowhere to go. And I found some bar open on the East End. <laughs> and I went and I sat there with the bartender, you know, going, hey, can we toast the New Year? And it was fun because, you know, what I always say is that the person you have to get along with the most is the one who lives in your head 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. I mean, that's the person you spend the most yeah. time with. So, you know, I got to spend time with someone I hang out with a lot, and, and I didn't want to break up with at the time, which was myself. So, yeah. Su- suicide is just a breakup, isn't it? It's just oh my like God. saying... That's a song. That's <laughs> a song right there. Suicide is a breakup. It's just saying, I don't want to live with you anymore. <laughs> I'm getting out. You write so many songs. You are so prolific. And I love your I love your songs. I'm going to make you play one for us. Uh, weren't you nominated for a Grammy for your uh, Christmas album with your mom? The, the record was nominated for a Grammy. And you produced it. So I produced a Grammy-nominated record, but I can't really say that I was nominated because... Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> produced the album. Carol I, I also had one of the greatest holiday. artists in the world to work with. I'll get it for you. I'll get you okay. this guitar. These guys are, are really good at Do you have a capo? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. I She's got it going on. Um, you might want to stand because we only have one mic or somehow position this mic so that... I can do this. I'm a professional. Tell us about the song. I will. And maybe you can do a couple? Tell us what you've been up to while you're setting yourself up there. Well, I actually, I, I got a record deal, which was... You did? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm now... A, rec- a recording artist with Sony ATV. Congratulations! Doing, doing covers. <laughs> Are you kidding? I got a cover deal. I'm doing Goffin and King songs. So uh, I was just at Sony today, and it, it, you know, you go down into the offices. I walk in, and my mommy and my daddy are on the wall. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god! So, yeah. So you're uh, gonna? How many songs are you under contract for? Uh, we just did three, and just played those, and uh, we hope to do a whole record. Yeah, it's uh we recorded Natural Woman and I Feel the Earth Move oh, cool. and Locomotion. And I um produced it with Chris Seafried. This guitar is awesome. Is this yours? Thank you. Yeah, it's mine. It's great acoustic. I took it on the road and it was little it wasn't great. I always knew you were cool to hang out with. Thank you. It's a Gibson something something. It's a J forty five. It's very rare that you put a capo on a guitar and it's still in tune. It makes you look really good. You keep your instruments well, well cared for. I'm just playing that chord because it sounds good. Um, I have a song called, because it's the festive time of year, a song called New Year's Day. Um, So I was recording with my mother who, in the course of the recording, I had to start calling her by the name of Carol because it just kept saying, weird, saying, you know, when my mom comes in on the fourth beat, can you, you know, I just didn't want to do that. So I'll say Carol. Uh, We wanted to make a, a, a holiday record, but not a Christmas record. And... There's not a lot of New Year's songs, you know, Old Anxiety, you know, they're, they're, how many New Year's, you know, there's New Year's Eve songs more than New Year's Day songs. I mean, I guess you two had one. Anyway, so <coughs> went to England and uh, I was writing with an old friend of mine, Guy Chambers, and we wrote this tune, uh, so I'll play it.
everybody makes a dream this time of year From now on it's gonna be good for ya All your friends and family Gather round in peace and harmony It's a time to remember your blessings It's a time to remember your goals All the people in your life Be they new friends or old It could be the time of your life Everything's gonna work out Making it better It's New Year's Day And should all friends be forgot Keep everything they gave you Though they may be so far away You walk with them each and every day And I know sometimes the road isn't easy And we've said some things wish we'd never said Once a few rounds you've loved and lost You pick yourself up and take a chance again time of your life Everything's gonna work out alright It'll be okay in every way making it better It's New Year's Day Countdown's done And we're swaying along with the band May all your dreams come true It could be the time of your life Everything's gonna work out alright It'll be okay In every way making it better It's New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yes! I love your voice. Wait, 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 wait. Don't put that thing down yet. Can I have you do one more? Let's do it at the end. Let's do it at the end of the episode. We are at the end. Well, okay. I mean, it's like a Christmas episode. I know. Okay, can you hang out a little longer? Sure. Okay. I don't know. That, oh, that was amazing. It was so I know, like that was so yeah. pretty. It sounded so good, even though it was such an awkward position. It looked like yeah. to hold it with the microphones. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you for that. That sounded so good. I love your voice so much. You have such a pretty quality to your voice. Thank you. Um, I really want. Well, God, there's so much I want to ask you. First of all, what's your favorite uh, song of your mom's? Now that you have this new deal, where you and it, how is? Um, you lost your dad 
last year. Was it last year or this year? It was last year. I mean, this has been a rough year. And then how poignant must it have been to have watched your life story, like your parents' life story? You are even played in the musical by a little plastic baby. Like, Louise is the main centerpiece to Beautiful. The, the, the well, I'm not Broadway. the main centerpiece to Beautiful. Well, you're on stage, I'm like, a, the, half yeah. the time. I mean, you know, I was, I was a reason to make money, to write songs and make money. <laughs> I had to get, it, it's because of these shoes that all those songs were written. <laughs> it, it's shoes on my feet. No, it, it's, um, yeah. I do have a non-speaking role as a doll. <laughs> and I do have an understudy that sits in a jar <laughs> behind the what stage. What do you mean? Do, do you Sounds remember like Liz, do you remember Liz Larson who plays uh, my mother's mother, my grandmother? Oh yeah. Remember she showed us my understudy, which is the doll. I didn't There's know the doll, doll was in a jar. The though. doll was in a jar next to the baby carriage. It was the, the doll in the baby carriage. That's so. And weird. then here's the here's the backup. Louise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back up, baby Lulu. So yeah. when when did you... So obviously you were surrounded by music since you were born, right? When, when did you start writing songs and stuff yourself? Uh, well, when we lived in West Orange, New Jersey, we there was a piano, and uh, I think my mom writes about in her book, Natural Woman, she calls it the Red Room. It sounds a little <laughs> bit like The Shining. I don't know, yeah. but it was... Um, maybe I think there was flock wallpaper that was red in the room. Uh, and... I took piano lessons, so I guess I was six. And then uh, as soon as I knew a, a few chords, I was completely disinterested in learning how to how to play I'm a Believer. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But I, I just wanted to put the chords that I learned together into a song. So I kept going off the grid and writing songs. Okay, so at a really young age? Yeah. Okay, I cool. mean, that's what all grown-ups did, right? Your grown up, grown up yeah, songs. For you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my dad sold insurance when he started <laughs> writing policies at a young age. Well, nowadays, if you're a songwriter, you could do both professions. You could take out insurance on your career that may not <laughs> work out. <laughs> yeah. What, at what age were you certain that this is what you wanted? Uh, it's interesting. I have. Um, in second grade, there was a yearbook, and I did a little interview, you know, who's your favorite teacher, da-da-da-da-da, and I, I literally wrote down then, when I was eight, I want to write songs, I really love traveling, I want to travel places and, and sing my songs. So I guess I knew then, second grade. Was your mom supportive of that? Well, you know, the funny thing is, she wasn't. When I was 12, she was really concerned that I was going into a the wrong profession and she said I need to talk you know I really think it's a bad idea I don't think you should do this and I looked at her like she was crazy and and I said I want to do this she said well you know it's it's going to be hard at that point tapestry had been out and was hugely successful already I mean now it's sold I think the statistic they said was like 25 million records and oh it was God. on the charts for six years. Crazy. You know. Six years? That's unheard of. But so her reason, it was it's just such a difficult pursuit? That was... I think maybe she said it because she could see that it would be hard for me and my expectations might be high having witnessed what it was for her. And it, um, I, I just didn't... It didn't. When you're a kid, you just think you're invincible. Right. I mean, I later thought, wow, why did I go into the same profession as, you know, 
as my successful parents. That really set me up I, it, it, for the compare and despair game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love music, so that was a... If you love something, don't let anyone ever talk you out of it. I mean, loving it is, is the fuel and the engine that you need behind anything to keep going. Well, you need money. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, I, I, I think a lot of musicians are young and have energy because they follow their passion, you know? And same with whatever you do. If you're an actor or a comedian or a writer, you know, whatever you do that you have passion for keeps you young and vital. I'm wondering, because I got exposed to your music by watching a movie, and I think you're, you had a song on the soundtrack. Was it in the Jerry Seinfeld comedian documentary? No. If I did, okay. I, I've never seen a penny from it. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was That's how he's so Amanda, rich. <laughs> is it this Amanda Peet movie? Was it, were you having an Amanda um, Peet well, you said you knew my sometimes a circle record. Yeah, yeah. So that was on DreamWorks, and they probably got TV syncs that I saw. I, mean, it I know in a movie. Smallville. It was in. Okay. Um, well, that yeah. I remember being like, "Who is this woman?" I didn't even ever put it together that you know you had famous parents or whatever. I just remember I bought the CD right away. I listened to that song a thousand times, and then I read somewhere that like you had this record deal with DreamWorks, and everybody wanted to be on DreamWorks at the time. Like Elliot Smith was on DreamWorks, right? And didn't Nirvana... Or no, that was no, a different... Went, no, uh, but, but everyone did Catholic. want to be on DreamWorks. They did. And then I heard she got pregnant. And I was I remember thinking, you know, what's that like? What's What does this mean for her career? What did it mean well, at that time? I was at a certain age. Um, I, I remember not only did I get pregnant after getting the record deal, but it took them so long to get the budget to promote and put that record out that I got to have the baby and then sit and nurse the baby, my eldest son, for another year, going, when is my, when is my life actually ever going to move forward? And then in the Did middle... Did they stall it because you were... It had nothing to do with it. Okay. It had to do with Nelly Furtado was taking <laughs> up all the focus. Oh, my God. And when Nelly was done, it was Louise's turn to get the radio promo. And, I and you know, they did do what they said. And, um, you know, you get your little window of time. And then in the middle of it, I got pregnant a second time. Wow. So I was out doing radio promo. And I'm going, I feel really sick. And, you know, they were going, well, what's wrong? And I went, I'm pregnant. <laughs> But you know, you should just specify she was married. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was married, uh, and I have. You know, it, it it definitely slows you down. But you know, I think women don't have to do everything in the same linear fashion that we're programmed to think. Like that, you have to be famous by the time you're 25, and mm-hmm. then if you're not by the time you're 28, forget it. And you hear you that, know, Phil? You, you still got time? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I thought it was yeah. too easy. No. I was going to make it about Mackie. You missed it. You missed your shot. Yeah. I think, you know, you have to make your own time. And, uh, you know, you just you just do what you do when you have to do it. I know that the kid thing I had to do at that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel my clock ticking. <laughs> <laughs> but I was one of the last artists on DreamWorks. Like, Elliot Smith was one of the first, and I was one of, like, the, at the very end. Citizen Cope. There was just a few, and then and then... You know, the call came that David Geffen is no longer getting money from Universal to keep this running. Um, and goodbye. Then it petered out. <laughs> yeah, it just 
you know, it was losing money, and, and at first it was a great situation, and the reason they signed artists who were long shelf life, and they had Lenny Warnker running it, and they had all the, uh, the Warner Brothers record-making moguls there is, is because David Geffen said, I know you're going to lose money for a while, but I want you to, you know, I want you to sign great artists and make sh long shelf life records. I don't want instant hits. So it was just a write-off for many, many years. And then at one point, Universal just said, we're not paying for this anymore. Damn. <laughs> so you got to make one record with them. Yes. I actually, well, um, you know, things, things are what they are. But I actually had a two-record deal, and I couldn't get my then-husband's attention long enough to make the mm -hmm. second record. Because he, because he was a producer? Yeah, he was producing uh, Katy Perry and One Republic and Mika. And I was like, what about me over <laughs> here? I'm, I'm pregnant. I need to do this right now. You know, but we just we didn't get around to it before it folded. It's okay. I can follow the mic. <laughs> it's classic. It's classic. Well... Thank you so much for coming in. I yeah. want to talk about uh, all, anything else you have going on. First of all, congrats on the record deal. Thank you. And your album. What is happening with Main Street Parade? That that uh, was a song that I loved off your Yeah, record. I don't know how to play it on guitar, and I don't have my ukulele. Um, I love that song. You know, it's interesting because I, I was <laughs> raising kids for so long, and then... When things settled down a little bit, I had so many songs that I decided to uh, just go in the studio. I just booked studio time, got a, a recording engineer, and I said, I'm going to record these songs. And then it, be, it was going to be an EP, and then it was an album that came so fast. Right. Like it wanted to be born. And I made that record, and I did a pledge campaign for it. And then before that record came out... My father passed away, and so before Songs from the Mind even came out, I did this tribute record to my dad with a lot of his lyrics, and that was an EP. And so in one year last year, I put out two records, which was crazy, because for six years, I put nothing out. Wow. And before that, another six years. What are those six years like in comparison to just like that amount of work? I mean, that's is it just, do you feel a fuel of like just inspiration, or, or what is it? I was always writing, and I was... I, I was very child-censored. I enjoyed being there for my kids, but I have a lot of chutzpah, I would say. I have a lot of energy, so I did feel conflicted a lot. Like, I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be recording. I wanted to be traveling, and, and I also knew that my priority was to be with my kids. So I think when I got a little more freedom, I was like an arrow that had been pulled way back, you know, in the archery, and just finally... It came quickly because I'd been held back for so long. I, I guess I had a lot of stored up fuel for it. Did you? Do you ever run? Since your parents were both songwriters, did you ever run some of your lyrics by them and just be like, "What do you think of this?" Or no? Uh, my mother has just been fantastic, like always champion, and she's awesome. I mean, she champions people all the time but she's you know at one point she's getting an award last weekend and they're saying all these things about her and Cicely Tyson's up there who's not going to be 91 and is in the gin game right. performing seven shows a week oh and God. had to leave in, in order to come and and get this award 
and and that age is almost like annoying to give someone an award you're like 91 <laughs> all right fine i'll get in the bus <laughs> finally Christ. but she just looked at me at that moment and instead of she instead of like getting her moment she's looking at me and she's saying see you know it's never over oh, you keep on that. going you know it's just and my father was he was a little he was very competitive i mean he was competitive with everyone he was like but he was also incredibly insecure he would really he didn't know will you love me tomorrow was a great song he would say you really think it's any good wow <laughs> i'd say daddy yeah but it, it's not like a rolling stone by bob dylan i said dad it's a classic you really think so? You know, that would be the conversations that That's we would amazing. have. That's the difference between musician and comedians of like bombing in some <laughs> dump in Florida. I'm like, that was a good joke. <laughs> what, you're saying you're not as insecure as musicians? No, I'm saying like, I think our insecurity is oh. just indifferent. Like, we're like, right. come on, that was good. You yeah, know, it's yeah, a different yeah. type of insecurity. Well, if you're visiting New York at any point in time, you have to go see the musical Beautiful. I think I wept alongside Louise the entire time the second time I saw it because it was just so poignant watching it with you. You, this really it touching was, story was, about your parents and how they together wrote some of the most classic songs in American history. And then here I am sitting next to this this beautiful woman that's like the the spawn of these two geniuses, and you are one yourself, lady. So thanks for coming in. Thank we you. We have to wrap this show up, but I would love if you played us out. Would you do you want to do one more? Maybe a, one of your dad's songs, or one of your mom's, or one of your own, whatever you like. Uh, yeah, you might have to or fade it like in the middle because I. I I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'll just play it. Um, this was one that I covered. It was a gen- This is a good story, actually, but I'll tell it really quickly. The day my father died, somebody posted on YouTube a song that they'd sung a duet on that no one ever heard of. No one in the family knew of this song, and my father was singing lead vocal on it, and she was harmonizing. And so I re-recorded that with Joseph Arthur. We did a duet. Uh, and it goes like this. It's called If If I'm Late. Oh, baby, if I'm late Say you're gonna wait for me Cause you know, darling, you are the one You're the one I really wanna see Some harmonies. 
Abridged version. Wow, amazing! Can so get those it are your dad's lyrics. Those are his lyrics, and there, and there are more. It's a long song, and I thought recording. I said, you know, if this was my song, I'd probably cut a verse, but I'm not going to cut my dad's lyrics because he's not around. So to the argue. music wasn't written. No, he. My he mother had, wrote the music. Oh, okay. He wrote the lyrics. That's such such an amazing tribute. How cool! So people can find that on iTunes and Amazon? Yes. Go if to I'm Late, and it's a duet with Joseph Arthur, and he kills it. And, uh, yeah, and there's a video. It's on Apple on Fire. That's a great song. So good. I'm so good. It. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thanks for coming, Louise. Thank you. This is so cool. I live in L.A., and so you got me while I'm I know. in the hood. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run away with you and go move to the West Coast and get away from these fools. Just kidding, guys. Wow, it was wonderful. Wonderful I having really, you all. Um, I don't know where that came from. I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was going to be a sweet Christmas <laughs> message. <laughs> yeah. You can stay at my house anytime. Okay, good. All of us? You say that no, now, I but you get to know I'm just, yeah, I just got room for you. Yeah, and you got to check them out. They are the, I'm telling you, these guys are the funniest guys in comedy. All right, we're going to do our plugs now. So here we go. Follow Louise Goffin, at Louise Goffin on Twitter. You can go to her website, louisegoffin.net. Is that right? louisegoffin.com. Okay. And Sorry then, how insulting. And then, on Facebook, <laughs> and then on Facebook, Louise Goffin Music. Go and like. Okay, And then great. you get then you get this, the feed of and all the And you have a gigs. weird name on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm Lula Hoop. Like Hula Hoop, but Lula Hoop. Okay, good. Yeah. It's not good for your career. You know, I'm just I saying. I know. Like I'm just... So <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Louise. Uh, Sam Morell is going to be killing it all over the country. Where are you after Christmas? Coming up, uh, well, I'll be at the, yeah, that weekend I'll be at the Hartford Funny Bone. So I think it's the 26th, 27th, Saturday, Sunday. And then um, January 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Mackie's headlining Caroline's and Phil and I are opening. So that'll be a fun, yeah. fun little time. You should check that out. Caroline's nice. on Broadway. You can yeah. show up late, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, wait, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Get Sam's album, Class Act, Class on Act iTunes. on iTunes, review it. I love that you guys who are reviewing the podcast, too. I see new reviews, and I keep doing that. We love it. Your Satan, specials are coming out. They're are already out. Are out. out. Yeah, yeah, we're with the so fucking program. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, what else? Uh, I think it's Phil's turn now. Or I, I have other days yeah, going on all the like way to, through 2016. I I was you're just really say, taking your sweet time here. I mean, this here. is coming out Christmas. I can't do the month after. Yeah, I, 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 uh, Toledo Laughs, Inc. I'll be there January 8th and 9th. And uh, the end of the month, Phil and I will both be at Riot Act in California. So right, is it Riot Fest or Riot Act? 
Riot Fest. Riot Fest. Riot Fest. I made a mistake. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, you guys couldn't play Riot Act. <laughs> Do you guys have like greatest hits like of jokes in the same way like people say, hey, play us that joke again? I think it's just our album. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have like a, we're not there yet. <laughs> no, I'll sometimes say like do that do that bit about this or that. Phil, are you gonna do your closer? He has a very funny closer. Sam has a couple great ones too. Oh, yeah. I wanna I wanna hear this. <laughs> Ooh, passive aggressive at Gmail. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I do, I'll do my <laughs> dates. You got Louise. All right, what, what are your back. dates? What are your dates? Oh uh, uh okay. I'm doing the Riot Fest with Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, I'm recording my album uh February fourth to the sixth at Comedy Mix in uh Vancouver, BC. So that's when you could skip. I mean there's no uh <laughs> and I'm doing in February I'm doing uh come Jeez. what is it? Come and take it comedy <laughs> fest in Houston. Oof, I don't think that's a real festival. On uh Feb twentieth. Yeah, it's a great lineup. It's I don't Pretty prestigious. I don't think Sam. I'll be at Winnipeg that weekend. Winnipeg rumors, and rumor is it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> don't believe rumors. <laughs> Joe Mackey. Joe, yeah. Oh, uh, I'll be headlining Caroline's New Year's Eve as well. Um, and then uh, you can check my website, joemackey.com, M-A-C-H-I, for more dates. Would you mind if I gave out a quick shout out to someone who tweeted a uh, sad Christmas oh, yeah. story? I just wanted oh, to. Oh, sorry if it's sad. Thank uh, Chippa for telling us that that sad story. Uh, his father mailed home presents while serving in Vietnam, and you know, I guess he didn't make it home. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, thanks so much for sharing it. I'm sorry we didn't get to it, uh, but uh, that's kind of a sweet memory uh, of, of of him before he passed. Well, there's been an uplifting episode. No, but really, that is well, nice, nice of you to mention it. Thank was you. Nice Thank you for listening, tweeting at us. Uh, may all of your holidays be wonderful and heartwarming. We have one more plug that's very important that Phil wants to get out. Oh, it feels really inappropriate now. I'm sorry. <laughs> After the Vietnam dad story. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, I'll be at the Comedy Nest in Montreal <laughs> wow. what? on January 1st. Sorry. Oh. Before Anya's plugs, let's just say this tweet that I got about someone who lost their father in World War II. Oh, and, we can uh, we can edit that and put that earlier or something. I just I felt like bad not acknowledging. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm that jo- was we're sweet. joking. That we're blending light, buddy. I'd like to dedicate this podcast to my dog radio. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really do. And Cuba Gooding Jr. No. Just cause. Uh, no, I will be on tour. February 6th through 12th, I'll be in Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, L.A., and La Jolla. Please check La Jolla, San Diego. Please check my tour dates at AnyaMarina.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Anya underscore Marina on Instagram. Your career's going places. You've I got mean, your name in your in I'm your on Snapchat. Inst- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are we well, doing I have an underscore, video? Louise, so that's not good. I can't get the Anya Marina on Instagram. I need help. Can Someone you call Carol? <laughs> call Carol, see what she can do. When um, are we doing the music video for Ordinary Dude? we got to do a video for my, I don't know. We have to make that happen. Please follow We Know Nothing Pod at Instagram. Email us with advice, questions, life questions at we know nothing pod at gmail.com. And our Twitter. Which we have a Twitter now. Sam set up a W-K- new Twitter. Twitter. WKN podcast. Twitter. WKN podcast. Okay. <laughs> Why does that sound wrong? We know I don't nothing. know. That's right. You're right. Uh, I feel like we're forgetting something important. I think we said everything we need to say. Happy There's Hanukkah. One more thing I'd like to say. Be safe. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Be safe. And we've had it, bro. I've had it, bro. I've had it, bro. I've had it, bro. You're making me sick.